Are you a Jedi? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Simple Man Podcast. My name is Brody. Uh, I just wanted to express, you know, my level of disappointment in, you know, you guys and not listening to this podcast for the past two months. Like, honestly, like, nobody has been listening to all the episodes that have been coming out because, like, seriously, I've been putting out episodes, like, every single week, you know, no breaks, no nothing, and, you know, nobody's listening, and I'm just like, what the heck, man? It's not my fault. It's for sure not my fault. I definitely am super duper committed to this. So I don't know. What's the deal? Um, I never take breaks. I never miss a week. So you guys tell me. I mean, if it's me, if it's the way I sound, if it's the fact that I'm a giant lazy piece of you know what? (laughs) Now, welcome back, guys. Um, It's good to be back and recording. Um... I owe you guys an apology. Obviously, I kind of just ghosted on the podcast for a little bit. But, you know, that's life. Um, I I don't do this full time. I have a real job. I have real life responsibilities. And sometimes those get in the way, you know, of um, all this internet mumbo jumbo. But I'm glad to be back. And I appreciate you guys that have um, stuck with me and have been asking, you know, where's the podcast? When's the next episode going to be? And luckily, it's right now. So I uh, hope you guys have been good. I hope you guys have been enjoying The Bad Batch. It's been a lot of fun to, to me. Um, obviously, there's some some naysayers and people who are upset. But overall, I've really enjoyed it. And um, I'm excited to kind of talk about it every week from now on. You know, doing this podcast really brings me a sense of fulfillment. You know, sitting here by myself in my room, talking into the void is just, I mean, it's just so gratifying and fulfilling. So (laughs) now, honestly, I really, I've really enjoyed uh, sharing this with you guys and, you know, talking about the things that we talk about. This is sort of like an underground thing in terms of my Star Wars uh, engagement. You know, I don't really post about it too much. There's really only a, you know a select few of my followers that listen to this consistently, so I appreciate you guys, and um, I'm gonna be better. I promise. I promise. Call me R5 because I got a bad motivator, boys. I got a bad motivator, um, but I, I'm I'm working on you know trying to have a little bit more consistent schedule and timing of this thing because honestly the the biggest issue I have is the setup of things. Like it's really annoying to set up everything and take it down. You know, I don't have some fancy studio or anything like that. So that kind of like, um, like demotivates me a little bit, but, um, we're back and we're here to stay and we're going to be busting out episodes every week. So, but I am going to stop feeling sorry for myself. And, um, before we get into the bad batch stuff, you guys asked me some questions a couple weeks ago. Uh, something happened last week where I wasn't able to record, so I still got those questions, and I appreciate you guys submitting those, so um, yeah, let's get into it. Johnny No Friends, what's up, man? He asks, what is the biggest change you would make to the overall stories of the prequels and the sequels to improve them? Um, that's a great question. Overall, in terms of story for the prequels, I honestly think the prequel story is very like on point and um 
really true to what you know the story needed and what George was trying to do. I feel like you might have been able to change a little bit of Anakin's beginning story. Maybe he wasn't so young in the beginning um, as far as the Phantom Menace. You know, he's pretty young. He's like nine years old, ten years old. I think that's where it lost a lot of people was he was a kid and, you know, he he didn't resonate with the 30-year-old fanboys. But um, I think maybe that is the biggest change I would make. Um, but overall, story-wise, the prequels, I mean, they're kind of perfect. It, you know, gives the full backstory of Anakin and you, you get to see Obi-Wan in his apprenticeship. Um, and then we kind of see those stages of how Anakin turns to the dark side and turns into Darth Vader. And it makes sense. I mean, it honestly, for it happening so fast, they really do tie up all those loose ends and it makes it pretty believable. I mean, the fact that Anakin can go from this sort of happy, I mean, who knows if he's happy, but he's this, you know, smiling guy that, you know, is in love. And then he, you know, within a two hour movie turns into the most feared and hated guy in the galaxy. So I think it's honestly pretty perfect. There's a lot of things you could change as far as dialogue and the script, but overall, I mean, the story is just pretty perfect. I think one through six as a, as a complete story, I mean, you can't really beat it. So now the sequels, oh man, I could go on about these guys for hours, but the sequels, I think the biggest change I would make story-wise is Palpatine being related to Rey in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think that's where the story goes completely out the door. I mean, the first two movies really line up well as far as sort of a confluent story. I mean, obviously there are some things that in The Last Jedi where they you know kind of subverted your expectations a little bit, but honestly, they work really well as a one in two parts of the trilogy. And then when... The Palpatine stuff comes in with Rey. I really feel like that's where the story starts to take a turn and really starts to not make sense because there's no hint of Palpatine being related to Rey in the first two movies. Like, there's none, you know. Obviously, you can, you know, go off her power level and you can say, well, you know, she's related to the most powerful Sith of all time. But I don't know. There's just nothing there that, like, shows that she's a Palpatine. Really, I mean, I've seen the one parallel between, you know, the way she jabs the lightsaber and the way Sidious jabs the lightsaber at Mace Windu or, or whatever. But other than that, there's really no, like, you know, hints at, you know, oh, Ray, Ray's a Palpatine or anything like that. And I mean, obviously there was theories and that sort of thing, but I don't know. That part just really doesn't resonate with me. And I feel like Palpatine could have came back. I actually really like the fact that Palpatine came back It it's on character, you know, he doesn't want to die. That dude just never wants to die. So I liked the idea that Palpatine was back and he was going to be sort of the big bad to end it all, you know, in in the Skywalker saga. But I don't know. I just really don't like the fact that he's related to Rey. And um, I thought Rey was great on her own. And I like the idea that sort of the Force calls to her and she learns so quickly based on, connecting with Kylo and also being around some of the greatest Jedi of all time with Luke Skywalker and Leia, who's very uh, smart and cunning and, you know, obviously knows a lot about the force and the Jedi. I just don't think she needed to be related to Palpatine to like 
give her some sort of power level. And I think that's why they did it because so many people complained about her being overpowered in the first two movies. But I don't know. She could have fallen into the dark side a little bit and, you know, faced, you know, force lightning comes out of her hand. She doesn't know, you know, what's the deal. All that stuff could have happened and they could have completely left Palpatine being her grandfather out of the equation. Because, I mean, even the way that, like, it makes, like, they added up with her parents being a, like, her dad's a clone of Palpatine. So does that make Palpatine her dad, technically? Right? I don't know. I don't know, man. Or wait, I'm, I, I might not even know the story, guys. I might not even know the story. Is, is Palpatine her dad? <laughs> I don't know, man. Now I'm getting confused, but... um. Palpatine's her grandfather, right? And is the is her dad a clone or is her dad Palpatine's son? Shit, I gotta look that up real quick. I I don't know. Now you got me confused. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was a clone of of Palpatine. Uh, yeah, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Where, where did, how did this clone get away? Like, how did this clone come to be and just be a regular dude, like, out in society? Like, that just doesn't make sense. Either way, there's a lot of changes you can make with the sequels, but you gotta take them for what they are, you know? I appreciate that question, and, uh, I could go on and on, but I won't. I'll spare you guys. Um, this question is from The Deej. The Deej. If Lucasfilm declared Mace Windu alive, would you want to see him in the Bad Batch finale? If not, where? I'll say it right now. I'll say it again. Mace Windu is dead, and he should never come back. There's a lot of ways, you know, that characters come back from the dead, and people are enjoy that, you know, and there's been a lot of success with the characters that, it, that have, you know, Palpatine coming back, Boba Fett coming back. I really just don't think it's necessary to bring characters back all the time just because they're a fan favorite. You know, it worked with Darth Maul and made his character 10 times better, you know. But Mace Windu, I don't know. He, like, part of his story is his death and him losing to Palpatine. And, you know, it's the first kind of evil step in Anakin's journey. And I just don't think it's necessary for him to come back. And, I mean, obviously the logistics of it, you know, him being force lightning and throw out a window, Jedi can fall and survive and whatnot, but I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary. And I think, you know, I, I think you should just stay dead. It's, I really don't think uh, Mace Windu coming back would really add to the story in any way. I think it would sort of subtract and almost feel like a throw in, you know, just to have, just to have him back and, you know, have Samuel back, I just really don't think it's necessary. But um, there's people who, you know, really want him back, and that's understandable. But I don't know, man. It's just not for me. This question is from Daydreamer underscore PR. Um, their question is, what was a Star Wars moment or moments that gave you goosebumps? And I, I think I might have said this before on a previous episode, but one moment that literally never fails to give me chills is the force is with you young skywalker but you are not a jedi yet man the the way that vader says that dude i don't know it cuts through like my soul i don't know every single time i've watched that scene in my entire life 
I get goosebumps and just chills all over my body. I don't know. I'm getting a little excited now, but that that scene specifically will never, you know, not give me goosebumps. Um, I think I don't know. It's it's tough because there's so many great moments in Star Wars. Um, I think Order sixty six is always one, regardless of like what scenario it was. That one always like cuts deep and gives me goosebumps or you know chills or something like that. Um. One scene that really, really got to me was in The Last Jedi when uh, Luke is at the base on Crate and, you know, he shows up and he has that scene with Leia. And, man, that, that makes me emotional even just thinking about it. The fact that, like, the behind the scenes of it is the fact that, you know, that's Carrie and Mark's last scene together and it's Luke and Leia's last scene together. I mean, I guess we got that flashback in uh, Rise of Skywalker, but it's like the last time they really ever see each other and it's just so sad and emotional, but also like, I mean, it, it reignites the hope in Leia and in the rebels. So I really love that part. And that part definitely gives me goosebumps and brings a little, brings a little misty eyes. Hold on. Let me grab a tissue. Oh, sorry. Uh. Uh, next question is from Uncle Gav. Not a Star Wars question, but do you like Avatar The Last Bender? <laughs> the Last Bender. The Last Airbender. Um, the only reason I'm saying this question, cause it's, and it's not Star Wars, is because I'm currently watching The Last Airbender. Uh, and yeah, I really, really enjoy it. It's, I mean, it's obviously like a kid's show that was played on Nickelodeon, but there's such a deep understanding of, you know, story writing and character growth that the writers put in there and it's really great. I really, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm an anime fan, uh, you know, as much as the next guy, but avatar is definitely, uh, definitely goaded. It's, it's a great one. So if you haven't watched the last airbender, which I never did as a kid, I mean, I watched episodes here and there when it was on TV, but I never watched like the full story of it and the full, um, I believe there's three seasons, and yeah, it's really good. I think we're almost done with the second season. So I'm excited to see how it ends and see, you know, where the characters end up. I really, really like Zuko and the fact that he's so, like, damaged. And he's very, I mean, he reminds me of Kylo Ren. Obviously, that character came out before Kylo Ren. But he's just very misunderstood and, you know, has a lot of um, aggression built up and... I'm excited to see, you know, that sort of go away. And it seems like, spoiler alert, it seems like he's, you know, kind of going towards the light side and learning that, you know, the war is sort of a a wash and the firebenders are really the evil ones. So, yeah, I really enjoy it and uh, I'm excited to finish it. So I appreciate you guys' questions. Uh, there is one more question, but it's going to lead us into the Bad Batch and it is from Chit0593. Says, what do you think of the Bad Batch so far? Honestly, I am absolutely loving it. I, I honestly, I, I, I know this is bold, and I know it's early, but I like it more than the Clone Wars. I think it is like, I mean, in just a lot of different aspects to it, visually and story wise, I think it's like really up there with um the the top level of Star Wars TV. Because it really is a deep story. I mean, we're in a time of the Empire's growth and such a 
serious time. And they're, they're really finding a great way and a great balance of keeping the show kid, kid-like and fun, but also with some really serious um, undertones in the story. So I'm really enjoying it. I think, um, I think the people that are, you know, kind of upset that every single episode's not driving the story, you know, insanely forward and that are a little upset about Omega being sort of annoying, which that's understandable, but I think you just got to chill out and let the story play out and wait till the end until you like sort of give up or I saw somebody the other day, like say, Oh, I'm not watching it anymore. And I'm just like, I, I just don't understand. Um, Cause I mean, the show started so strong. The first episode was definitely one of my favorite episodes of star Wars TV. And, um, the, the, the follow-up episodes, episodes two and three were fantastic. I mean, I really think they're hitting uh, a part of Star Wars where we haven't really seen it, you know. We're starting to see the Empire grow from day one, which is really interesting um, and hasn't really been explored yet. And I really like the Bad Batch. I like the clones. I, I like Hunter. I like Wrecker. Uh, tech is kind of annoying. If you like tech, you're kind of annoying too. <laughs> nah, tech's all right. He's just teak. He's he's all right. Um. I don't know. He's just kind of annoying. I like Echo, obviously. Crosshair, I guess we got to see what happens to that boy. Hopefully he comes back with the squad because that's definitely my favorite aspect so far of the show is Crosshair's, um, not betrayal because he's, he's literally forced to do it. But I love the fact that he, his inhibitor chip is being enhanced and he, it's not under his control. He's the bad guy now. It's a pretty interesting dynamic. So. I hope we get to see that. Obviously, we'll get to see that played out a little bit more, but uh, I'm just excited for that. I really don't understand people's un like unwillingness to just give things a shot. You know, I've I've seen a couple people already say that they don't want to watch the show anymore, that it's not good. I just don't understand that, man. Like, for one, it's a kids show. First and foremost, it's a cartoon, like literally a cartoon. Um that's meant for kids, that's meant to be fun, and it is fun. So I really don't understand the need for every single episode to be so story-driven and be so serious and crazy, because that's not what it's intended to be. I think they're really sort of playing around in the Star Wars universe while having a deep storyline. So, like the uh, the Rancor episode, that was just such a fun episode. You know, it it did contribute a little bit in the sense that the Bad Batch is, you know, trying to make their way and make some money so they can survive. But it was just a fun episode, you know. We got to see a Rancor smash it up like we've never really seen in a movie or, or a show. And it was just fun. Like, I, I just, I think that people need to realize that Star Wars is just supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be enjoyable and not every single thing has to be so story-driven. Especially with the animated shows. I think with um, The Mandalorian and probably the future live-action shows that are only going to be eight episodes long for a season, obviously you want those to be story-driven every time. And we even saw with Mando that there's a couple episodes thrown in there that aren't as story-driven. So you just got to take all, all of it and have fun with it. And I just... Maybe there's just... I've been feeling a lot recently like there's like a different level of like mentality that a lot of Star Wars fans have. So 
there's the ones that want everything to be perfect and immediately when it's not they just go to jump ship and go on the internet to like talk crap about it which never once have I ever done that and I know that there's a lot of people that follow me that I talk to that I've never seen them comment something negative you know because there's this other side of the fans that they just really love Star Wars and they're just here for the ride you know they they know that things aren't made specifically for them you know and they're just here for the fun of it and I really think that's the mentality that you have to have, especially when there's going to be so many projects coming out. You can't worry about every single little detail lining up and every scene having some serious importance to the overall story. You just got to have fun and just enjoy playing in the Star Wars universe. And I really think that's what the Bad Batch is doing. Obviously, by the end of the season, I hope we are you know, really getting story-driven and we have seeing some things play out, but I really enjoy just watching Star Wars and having fun with it and seeing Rancor smash people up. I mean, that Rancor was just throwing rocks at dudes and smashing dudes. Like, it was cool to see. And then Wreckers fighting it and stuff. I mean, so cool. And um, I, I really think that's, you know, the point of this show specifically. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, I, I think... It's going to really shape up and, you know, the later half of the season will really start to, you know, kick in the story. But just hang in there and uh, it'll be fun. Going back to what I said about the fans, though, um, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. Like, we've seen it since since The Force Awakens. We've seen it since the prequels. Like, there's just some fans who are just so upset by something not being perfect. That's like the only way I can describe it. And I just don't get that. And I know that a lot of you don't, you know, resonate with that either. So we in it together. We're simple men. We're some simps. That should be our that should be our fan name. Simps. Y'all you guys are a bunch of samps. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it about the bad batch. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna go into details about every single episode we're already a little too far behind so next week um we will be uh covering you know episode seven i think it is you know we'll we'll go into a little bit more detail about that but i'm a little rusty guys i'm sorry i can't even barely freaking breathe right now so i uh i started my first helmet build this weekend as some of you might have seen on instagram so if you don't really understand what that means um it's basically you you either cast a helmet or you 3D print a helmet and then you have to finish it as far as like smoothing it out, sanding it, um, making it that smooth finish and then paint it to your design. And uh, there's a lot of elements that go into it. But So I bought a 3D printed helmet from these guys on Etsy and I'm in the process of finishing it and painting it. And it's a lot of fun, honestly. I, I highly recommend it if you are sort of crafty or into that sort of thing. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm not honestly one that likes like long projects that take me more than a day because I'm, I need that instant gratification, you know. But honestly, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm not done with it yet. I worked on it like all day yesterday. And it's just cool. Like, I mean, it's not like something else where you're just doing something that's like, I, I'm working on a Star Wars helmet. It feels like I'm 
you know, making my own character, like I'm part of the movies or something like that. It's, it's really fun. So definitely recommend it. So, I mean, there's a, there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can like mold it or cast it in like resin, or you can 3d print them. I've been seeing the 3d printing getting a lot more popular because casting and molding, it takes like a lot of work and skill, but, um, Definitely, definitely recommend it if you guys are interested. And it's honestly a good way to get exposed to like this, like if you're into cosplay or anything like that, it's really a good way to get exposed to um, creating your own costume. So who knows? I might, I've been thinking about creating a full costume for the design that I come up with. Um, it is a Boba Fett helmet mold, but I, I think I'm going to do something unique and my own design. So We'll find out, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, what else we got? I think I'm gonna cut this one pretty early. You know, I don't want to drag it on too long. I'm rusty. I can't breathe. I'm old and decrepit. So, ah, <sighs> hmm. I miss you guys. I miss doing this. I definitely won't be taking as long of a break <laughs> in between any episodes because. I want to be consistent and I want to get a lot better at this. You know, it's, it's not super easy. Like you would think, you know, I had to hit record like 11 times before I started going on this recording. So it's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I really like having a platform where I can just talk and vent about shit and not be bombarded with comments or anything like that. It's just like kind of a, 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 into the void. I know you guys, you know, you guys are great about interacting and talking about it, but you guys are the supportive ones, you know, like the, you guys as listeners of the simple man are a lot more supportive in terms of, you know, what you say about it rather than, you know, Instagram comments where like, I mean, you could literally post Luke is the greatest star Wars character ever. And you're still going to get like hate from somebody from it. It's just crazy. It's something that like, is just getting, I mean, not, it's not like it's getting old. I've literally dealt with it for five straight years, but it's nice to have a place where you can post and not, you know, even have to think about that stuff. But Oh, one other thing is uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters comic series. So they're doing a sort of crossover event between all the Star Wars comics into one sort of storyline that centers um, Boba Fett, Bubba, Boba Fett, and him getting Han Solo in the Carbonite. Spoiler alert, um, he basically, like, loses Han. He gets captured. I haven't read every issue yet, but, um, and they're still in the process. They're going to be coming out over the next few months, but he basically loses Han in the Carbonite after he gets him from Darth Vader on Bespin, and, you know, it's following the events of that. So definitely really exciting, and the issues that I have read are really fun and really good, so... Definitely recommend checking that out if you're into comics, but I am doing sort of a review series on the old Star Wars 2015 comic line, the main one. Um, it's set between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It's 75 issues, so I'm in the process of reading all those. I think I'm like 12 in or something like that, and it's pretty good. It's It's definitely not perfect. I mean... There's some issues with it, like Darth Vader is really like involved and close to the group and in the gang, like in terms of Luke, Leia, and Han. Like in the first issue, they 
basically fight Darth Vader and like they're like right there. And I don't know. It just seems like a little weird that Darth Vader would know so closely like what these people look like and what like who they are. Because it seems like um it seems like in Empire Strikes Back, like uh, I mean, I guess not. Maybe he they would have a little history or something. But I don't know. It's it seems just like a little fast to be so close to Darth Vader, but also, Darth Vader is so overpowered, it's crazy. In every comic Darth Vader's in, he is so incredibly overpowered, but you gotta love him for that. I mean, that's kind of like the point of the character. Dude's an absolute tank, but... Uh, I'm enjoying the comic lines, so if uh, if you're interested in those, definitely recommend checking them out and following along with the, the series. Um, other than that, guys, that's pretty much it. I... That's all I got for you guys. I'm going to send you guys off in fashion. I'm on Instagram right now, and there's this picture of a clone. And he looks thick. Dude, is dummy thick. Why is he so thick? Shout out to Star Wars Parody. If, uh, if you guys are on Instagram, definitely check out Star Wars Parody. That's one of my boys. Uh, I think that's it, guys. I love you. I miss you. I love you, and I miss you. Uh, I hope you guys know that meme, or it's going to be really weird. But that's about it, guys. Check out officiallysw.com. Get yourself some stickers. Get some pins. Um, the Bad Batch pack is out. Still have some of those left, so get those while you can if you want them. I really like that the Bad Batch designs that I came out with. Definitely some of my favorite ones that I've done, so... Appreciate you guys' support on every every platform. I know you, I know I got you guys going in fifteen different ways with the toy photography, officially Star Wars, <laughs> this this podcast. But um, I really appreciate you guys' support. You know, every one of you, you guys are you guys are simp's, and I love it. And um, I'm a simp too. I'm a simp for Star Wars, and I think that that might be it. We might be simp's. So um, I'll see you simp's later. May the force be with you. Have a great week. Peace.